Welcome everyone to the presentation of the third Cornish Trophy presented by the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, Football Canada and Crown Gridiron Nation on TSN. The Cornish Trophy is presented annually to the Canadian player who is selected to have been the most outstanding player in the NCAA during the past season. The award resides at the Canadian Football Hall of Fame and for obvious reasons this season, we are presenting it virtually instead of gathering in Hamilton. To discuss the top five that we've selected, the top five nominees, let's introduce our panel. We've got Gord Randall and Mike Hogan from our Crown Gridiron Nation on TSN panel. But first, let's discuss the voting process. A total of 20 journalists, experts, and player personnel evaluators from the Canadian Football League form a voting committee. There are two ballots. The first ballot is composed of Canadian players of note from across all levels of NCAA football. The top five players advance as finalists to the second ballot, which is then ranked. Tiebreakers are decided based on first place votes. Past winners include just one guy. Quarterback Nathan Rourke of Oakville, Ontario and the Ohio Bobcats was the winner of the two previous Cornish trophies. In 2018-19, receiver Dejon Brissett was the runner-up. Last season, Chuba Hubbard finished in a tie with Rourke, but the tie was broken with Rourke receiving one more first-place vote. Our finalists are known as the Stateside Five, which are tracked every week on Crown Gridiron Nation on TSN throughout the season. So now, let's take a look at our Stateside Five. From Abbotsford, BC in the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, wide receiver Chase Claypool, the former Abbotsford Panther, took over as Notre Dame's number one receiver in his senior year in 2019, a season which he caught 66 passes for 1,037 yards and 13 touchdowns. He was named the most outstanding player for the Irish and was the Pittsburgh Steelers' first selection, 49th overall in the NFL draft. From Ottawa, Ontario, and the Oklahoma Sooners, defensive tackle Neville Gallimore. A second-team Big 12 selection, Gallimore kept a career in the middle, consistently drawing the fire in the double team. And in 13 games, racked up 29 tackles, six and a half for a loss, and four sacks. He was selected in the third round by the Dallas Cowboys. From Sherwood Park, Alberta, and the Oklahoma State Cowboys, running back Chuba Hubbard. All Hubbard did in his red shirt sophomore season was win the NCAA rushing title. Hubbard was a unanimous All-American, the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, a finalist for the Walter Camp Player of the Year Award, and one of three national finalists for the Doak Walker Award presented to the nation's top running back. He finished eighth in voting for the Heisman Trophy. He was the FBS leader in rushing yards, rushing yards per game, and 200-yard rushing games and all-purpose yards per game. He led the Big 12 in both points scored and total touchdowns, and the only player in the Big 12 to average more than 100 yards rushing per game. His season total of 2,094 rushing yards ranks him 16th in FBS history and third in Big 12 conference history. From Calgary, Alberta, and the Oklahoma State Cowboys, linebacker Eamon Ogbong-Bamiga. Selected as the top defensive player on the Cowboys, Ogbong-Bamiga was a second-team 
all Big 12 selection by the coaches. He led OK State and ranked fifth in the Big 12 with 15.5 tackles for loss. Led the team and ranked 13th in the Big 12 with five sacks. He set a career high with 12 tackles against Texas A&M in the Texas Bowl, and he added a sack and a fumble recovery in that same bowl game. From Oakville, Ontario in the Ohio Bobcats, quarterback Nathan Rourke. Rourke led Ohio to a 25-14 and 14 overall record during his career starting for the Bobcats. He shattered team and touchdown and total offense records. He led the team to three consecutive bowl victories in his three years in Athens, Ohio, the 2017 Bahamas Bowl, the 2018 Frisco Bowl, and the 2020 famous Idaho Potato Bowl. He played 13 games this past year, including playoffs, throwing for 2,820 yards and 20 touchdowns while throwing just five picks. Over his 39 career NCAA games, Rourke completed nearly 60% of his passes for over 7,400 yards, 60 touchdowns while throwing just 20 interceptions. Guys, let's first talk about the seniors in this group. Clay Poole, the 49th pick overall by the Steelers. Gallimore selected by the Dallas Cowboys. And Rourke, the top quarterback selected in the history of the CFL draft, tied with friend of the show, Jesse Palmer, at 15th overall. Mike, uh, out of these seniors, there's a whole lot here to discuss. I'll, I'll start with Claypool because, you know, he was my vote, number one vote last year in, in a three-horse race. It was incredibly tough to pick a winner. And there were fairly high expectations as he was taking over the mantle as the number one receiver at Notre Dame. And I think he surpassed anybody's expectations, over 1,000 yards, uh, roughly 70 catches, and a boatload of touchdowns. And really, there were three questions going in. Uh, was he going to be able to handle more spe- uh, double teams? Was he going to be able to show an increased level of speed? And was he going to be able to continue to get out of his breaks quicker? And I think he checked all three of those off. I don't know if he was, you know, necessarily the best Canadian-born receiver in Notre Dame history because T.J. Jones was, was born in, in Canada when his dad was playing was Winnipeg. Put up almost identical numbers to Claypool in his senior season, but Claypool had more touchdowns. So you can make the argument... Uh, that even including somebody who was raised in the States, uh, Claypool, who was born and raised in Canada, had the best Canadian year a Notre Dame receiver's ever had. Way to get an Argos reference in there, Mike. Good for you. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Neville Gallimore, probably one of the more hyped Canadian football prospects just entering into the college ranks uh, as a bona fide four-star recruit. Goes to Oklahoma, a lot of fanfare around him, relatively speaking. Uh, and the, And... Gallimore had, I would say, all things considered, a solid career uh, capped off by a solid senior season. And and I think that Neville Gallimore did a lot of things on the field that didn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet. Uh, And, I mean, as as is the case when these guys are in the NFL draft pool, you know, his game was picked apart uh, with a fine-tooth comb uh, by the NFL scouts and and, and things like that. And and one of the feedback mechanisms on Gallimore was that he, he needs to find a way to translate what he does into countable stats a little bit more often but you watch this guy every saturday afternoon he was taken on double teams he was shooting gaps uh i remember in the red river shootout against texas uh he was one of the most noticeable guys on the field and that's one of the one of the themes we saw from gallimore was he had some games where he was one of the most noticeable guys on the field unfortunately that wasn't consistent for him uh and so 
that that was kind of what prevented him from from taking that next step. But you know, still highly regarded in NFL circles, lands with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm excited to see how his career turns out. Agree. I think he hit the nail on the head, Gord, with the amount of double teams. Uh, you know, he, he was such a dominant physical force in the middle. Uh, he rarely got a chance to go one on one. And when he did, he, he was able to take advantage of that. Uh, I'll throw over to Nathan Work now, a two time defending Cornish winner who had a really good year. Uh, just not, you know, the kind of year that maybe a couple of his competitors in this award did. Uh, the one thing that I think I like the most about Nathan Work as he continues to progress is he increased his attempts in terms of throwing the football and reduced his interceptions. Uh, 328 attempts this year, just five interceptions, which is really good and really didn't let that hamper his ability to run the football. And even when he wasn't throwing well, he had maybe an off day in the bowl game this year with his arm, uh, but he made up for it with his legs. He's, uh, he's a dual threat, and you know I hope he gets another opportunity at the next level. Yeah, that's one of the themes I think we saw with Nathan Rourke is that he wasn't necessarily the same type of game that would beat you every week, but he would find a way to produce. And there were games where he was, he leaned much more heavily on his arm and was able to, to uh, pick people apart through the air. Uh, There were games where that wasn't working so great for him and he had to make hay on the ground. And uh, yet at the end of the day, you're going, Oh, well, not a great stat line for Rourke, but at the end of the day, he still produced three touchdowns or whatever. Uh, And that's kind of what we saw from Nathan Rourke this season. I think Rourke, was a little bit of a victim of his own high standards this year uh, in that we've seen uh, a rapid rate of progression from him over the pre- previous couple of years. He took a big step from his sophomore to junior year uh, and then not quite as big of a step forward this year. And, and I do think that uh, maybe his season being undersold a little bit by, well, basically the three of us uh, in that the, uh, the, the expectations set for Nathan Rourke were very, very high. And while he had a good season, I, he, he wasn't quite that level uh, where he matched, I think, the expectations we maybe, maybe unfairly set for him. But uh, he's found a good landing spot here in the CFL. Uh, you know, the Lions uh, invested some significant draft capital in him uh, in the draft this past week. Uh, and so they clearly see him as a guy who has a, has a good shot to be the heir apparent here in Vancouver. So, uh, you know, Nathan Rourke, uh, the, the future is bright for Nathan Rourke. Okay, let's talk underclassmen, guys. Oklahoma State has all the underclassmen in this stateside five, and Canada has been very, very good to the Cowboys. Gord, let's first talk about Eamon Ogbong-Bamiga, then we can get to NCAA rushing champion Chuba Hubbard. Sure, yeah. I, well, the, the province of Alberta in particular has been very, very good to uh, Oklahoma State. Eamon Ogbong-Bamiga coming out of Calgary uh, was, a, was a bit player. Uh, for his first couple seasons in Oklahoma State. Uh, and it's funny, too, like, he was there a year before Chuba Hubbard was, so he's he's the senior of the two uh, uh, Canadian guys down there. And I know Chuba has talked about him being a bit of a mentor of sorts uh, to help him transition down there. But uh, Eamon really took a step forward this year, uh, became a, a full-time starting linebacker for the team and, and arguably their best linebacker, uh, led the team in tackles, uh, and was uh, a difference maker in a couple of key games for them, uh, including, I think they ended up losing that game, but including being their, their clearly their best defensive player uh, in their bowl game to finish off the season. So um, a really good year for Eamon Ogbong-Kamiga and kind of contrasts what I was saying about Nathan Rourke in that I think he very much exceeded the expectations that we had for him going into the season and, and, and thrust himself onto, onto the stage with his performance. 
yeah, he was a guy I, I, I didn't know a lot about, to be honest, and he really wasn't on my Cornish uh, radar, certainly, uh, compared to some of the other possibilities before the season. But, you know, I'd, I'd record the games to see what Hubbard did, and then as I was watching, it was, boy, that guy's just not going away, is he? And 100 tackles on the season and just all over the screen. So um, he's, he's worthy of being a Final Five player. He was just outstanding. And of the five guys that made the final, I, I don't think there's any question that he was the biggest surprise of the five by a considerable margin. Now, what about yeah. Chuba Hubbard, Mike? Has there been a season turned in by a Canadian in the NCAA that compares to this in your mind? I was trying to think about that, and, and maybe he's one of the top four performances of all time. You go back to, uh, to Saskatchewan native Ruben Mays at Washington State, and you know he had a, a real breakout year and, and put Canadian running backs on the map to a degree. And shortly after that, touchdown Tim, Tim Biakabatuka at, at Michigan had a spectacular uh, season as well in his senior year and uh, you know ripped up Ohio State in one of the rivalry games. And then maybe to me, the best season of any Canadian in the NCAA uh, was Tony Mandridge at Michigan State. I mean, he was, he just rewrote what offensive linemen were supposed to do at that level. Um, you know, subsequently we find out why he had quite a bit of help, uh, but his technique was still good, but he was just a, a really dominant, dominant player. Chuba Hubbard's right in the conversation and maybe because of the PED admissions of Mandridge, now we take a look at Chuba Hubbard. Maybe he had the best season in the history of Canadians playing in the NCAA. And, um, you know, I don't think there's recency bias there at all. He was that good this season. Well, I cannot remember a time in my lifetime uh, where a Canadian has been squarely in the middle of the Heisman Trophy conversation. And that's what Chiba Hubbard was this year. Is he was a bona fide, by the end of the season, was a bona fide Heisman Trophy contender. Uh, he got robbed for the Doc Woke, the Doak Walker Award, in my opinion. Uh, went to a much more celebrated American backup in Wisconsin. Uh, but uh, he had a just a phenomenal season, has put himself firmly on NFL radars. Uh, you know, early, uh, early rankings for next year's draft have him in, in one of the top 15 prospects in that draft overall. Um, so, you know, he, he, it, was, it was a superlative season for Chuba Hubbard. There, there's not really uh, any better way to put it. And, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, that's got to be one of the greatest seasons by a Canadian of all time. Uh, he's dynamic. Uh, he's a home run hitter. Uh, if he has to grind out yards, he will. Uh, I would say one thing that would be nice to see uh, next season is them getting him more involved in the passing game, especially as he tries to transition to the pros. But uh, otherwise, every part of Chuba Hubbard's game was fantastic this year, and, and uh, the, the sky is the limit for him. Guys, thanks very much for this. Appreciate your contribution. A reminder that all of our Crown Gridiron Nation shows are available on podcast on Google Play, Spotify, and iTunes. But when we come back, we will present the award to the winner of the Cornish Trophy. Stick around. From the Samilkameen Valley in British Columbia to the Western Cape of South Africa, our global network of grower partners produce the finest fruits and vegetables for Canadians. Those partners make Crown Produce fresh at its best. And welcome back to the Cornish Trophy presentation. Now we bring on John Cornish, the guy we named the trophy after. John, uh, in Calgary, uh, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me on. And uh, th thank you very much again for uh, naming the trophy after me. It's an honor I'll, I'll never uh, forget. And I'll 
get to enjoy every year. I'm uh, particularly happy, though, that we now are recognizing the immense amount of Canadian talent that we're sending down to the U.S. I don't know if there's been a year where we've had as many potential NFL players, uh, but, but more importantly, as, as many players really establishing that Canadians can ball in the NCAA. These guys have all established themselves. Nathan Rourke, two-time champion of the Corners Trophy. Um, but a guy that really catches my attention, and uh, I think he's caught everybody's attention that watches college football, Truba Hubbard. He is, for me, uh, a truly uh, once-in-a-generation kind of player. And, and uh, to see him do what he did, uh, do what I aspired to do in college, didn't quite get there. But for him to cross that 2000 yard mark I, I think is a truly remarkable thing and, and something that all Canadians should applaud. Uh, when you have watched him through the course of the year when you watched Chuba um, how much did it bring back memories of your time in Kansas? No what it reminded me of, of really was because uh, I, I went to school with uh, Adrian Pearson while he was at Oklahoma and two very similar runners I would actually say Chuba uh, is a little bit, little bit faster um, and uh, I would say he's still developing his, his awareness and stuff. I think it was a good decision for him to sort of stick around, get another year of experience um, at the collegiate level. But it, overall, he's a player that, that can really just annihilate you with speed. You know, he's great tackle breaking ability, but if you get him in the open field, Hubbard's going to, he's going to score a touchdown. And, and that's the kind of game breaking ability that you just don't see very often from the right back position in college. Uh, how much have things changed in your mind when you take a look at this class of five players going back to when you were in grade 10 or grade 11 at uh, St. Thomas Moore in Burnaby and working in an AV class to send out VHS tapes to coaches all across the United States? Now we've got scouts coming to Canada and finding Canadian talent. How much of a shift is it in your mind? It was a huge shift. I mean, I left with four four other players, and only two ended up graduating. Um, uh, the, the great Pete Dykowski and I uh, both had the opportunity to uh, play and win bowl games. And, and for a Canadian player, that that's as much as you would want from your football career. Uh, I do think that's changing, though, with the amount of guys that we're producing, the coaching, the development that these guys are getting as they're going through programs in high school and before. Uh, they're getting that level of, of experience that you need to really do well at the collegiate level. And I think the scouts around uh, the, the U.S. and Canada are getting to uh, see the very best that Canada has to offer. But it's really more a recent development because – Honestly, football, the development, the, the, the level of um, sort of integration of all the different aspects that you need, uh, strength, conditioning, nutrition, coaching, all those have finally come together in Canada. So we're really producing some great football players. Okay, John, it's time to present the trophy, the Cornish Award to the winner. But first of all, let's go over the five nominees. Chase Claypool, wide receiver, Notre Dame Fighting Irish from Abbotsford, B.C. Neville Gallimore, defensive tackle with the Oklahoma Suitors out of Ottawa, Ontario. Chuba Hubbard, running back, Oklahoma State Cowboys out of Sherwood Park, Alberta. Heyman Ogbong Bamiga, linebacker, Oklahoma State Cowboys and out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. 
and Nathan Rourke, quarterback, Ohio University Bobcats out of Oakville, Ontario. Last year at the Hall of Fame, you announced the winner, and you have that duty again, sir. Thank you very much, Jim. Very proud to announce the winner of this year's Cornish Trophy for Most Outstanding Canadian in NCAA Football, uh, the running back from Oklahoma State, uh, from Sherwood Park, Alberta, Chuba Hubbard. Congratulations. There you have it. This year's winner of the Cornish Trophy, it is Chuba Hubbard. Thanks very much to John Cornish for joining us and announcing the award. Now it's time to ship to Stillwater, Oklahoma, where we're joined by Chuba Hubbard. Chuba, congratulations on becoming this year's winner of the Cornish Trophy. Now, we were intending to present this before your spring scrimmage game in Stillwater, but like everything else these days, we are meeting virtually. But this might be a good time to practice your speech for next year's Doak Walker Award, which you should have won, by the way, uh, and uh, Heisman Trophy Award. Uh, thank you. Thank you guys for, you know, having me here. You know, it's an honor to, you know, be represented, you know, by Canada, um, by Alberta and, you know, also my family. So just to, you know, accept this award, you know, I just want to say thank you and thank you guys for um, acknowledging all the hard work that I put in. After your redshirt freshman year, we knew you were ready for liftoff, but did you think at the start of the year that the NCAA rushing title was something that was in reach? Um, you know, I set goals every single year, um, individual goals, uh, team goals, all, all types of goals, to be honest. But um, I always try to reach, you know, for the sky. I always try to set my goals as high as possible. And then from there, you know, I just work hard as, as hard as possible to get there. And, you know, to actually see your goals, you know, come to uh, fruition and come true. You know, it's it's amazing feeling. And, you know, obviously, a lot of people, you know, you have the spotlight on me, but you know, my team was a really special team I wouldn't be able to do without them. So, you know, I'm forever thankful for them. You have a background in track and sprinting, and that's running a straight line from A to B. In the zone run scheme, you need to see an attack space increases. Talk to me about what you've learned about being a football player and how you see the field now and compared to when you arrived as a freshman. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a completely different person. Um, you know, on the field, you know, you think, you know, football, you think, you know, all these things, but you know, when I came here, <laughs> it was like a completely new game. So it felt like I was, you know, in kindergarten and I had to, you know, go through school all over, all over again and learn all these things. So, um, it's definitely a different game and, you know, I educated myself and, and all these different things. It's really just like, <laughs> it's really like school. It's like a subject. So, um, I've definitely matured and, you know, build into, you know, where I'm supposed to be. So, you know, I'm happy with where I'm at right now. When we play football again, can we expect to see you get into space more as a receiver, especially in third down situations? Um, yeah, like I said, um, in a lot of my interviews, I always try to, you know, expand on my, my game. You know, I want to be able to receiver. I want to be a great pass block and I, yeah, I want to run the ball really well. So that's something that, you know, I'm going to work on, you know, now that we have the time and stuff like that. So uh, I'm not going to say no to that. I'm not going to say yes to that, but I'm definitely working on it. There are many ways to get to the NCAA. You chose to do it through your hometown, in your home, with your family, and close to your friends. Chase Claypool also took the same path. How important was it 
for you to do this through Sherwood Park and Bev Facey rather than leaving it for an academy stateside prior to grade 11 or grade 12? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just remember growing up thinking I'm going to, you know, growing up at Edmonton, thinking I'm going to, you know, go to high school, Jasper Place, all these things, you know, kind of what my brothers did. And we end up moving and, you know, moving to a totally different place and then getting involved with football. Um, it was just kind of a different shift for me. I always kind of moved my entire life. So I never was really in one place. So coming to Sherwood Park, I never really figured that I'd stay in that one place for, you know, my whole high school or anything like that. But, you know, just the bonds I grew there. Uh, I like I like my football team a lot. You know, I had a lot of good friends there. And I kind of put it as, you know, if I'm good enough, they'll find me. And if not, you know, one day I'll get an opportunity. So I just worked hard. Um, I was fortunate enough to be on a really good team with a lot of good players. And, you know, we got a lot of spotlights. So then you know, I was able to, you know, get a couple people to acknowledge me and notice my film. And after that, it took off. So, you know, I'm just, I'm one of the many people that are blessed to, you know, be in this, uh, in this position. Eamon Ogbong-Bamiga was the top defensive player on your team. Claypool was the MVP for Notre Dame. You know what it's like to run into Neville Gallimore. Uh, Nathan Rourke tied Jesse Palmer as the top quarterback selected in the CFL draft all time. How important is it for this generation of Canadian talent to change the perception of Canadians in the game no matter where they play? I mean, I think that's everyone's dream, you know, in Canada that plays football or, you know, any kind of sport other than hockey that, you know, hockey is really good in Canada. But uh, everyone's dreams, you know, to go to the NCAA and play football or some type of sport, you know, that's the highest level. So, you know, it just shows that, you know, Canadians are just, just, in, just as talented, you know, they work just as hard and, you know, you just have to have the right eyes on it. So, you know, Nathan, Neville, all those guys are just, completely talented, crazy, hardworking guys. And, you know, it just shows, like you said, MVP, first round, second round, third round. So, you know, just to show, just to see what those guys are doing for Canada is phenomenal. Now, I mentioned when we get back to football, what is your process for preparing for an upcoming season when we don't really know when it's upcoming? Uh, I mean, I think that's the hardest thing for everyone right now is kind of like, when is it going to start? Like, I kind of need like a schedule or a timeline. So, you know, you can lead up to it. But I think for me and for everyone else, you just have to stay in shape and stay ready. Um, that's really all you can do. And, you know, be with your family, make sure they're stay, uh, safe and healthy. And, yeah, that's about it. Part of winning the Cornish Trophy is getting to put your autograph on it on the back and sign in the back. Wow. So when we're up and going again, we are going to have to get down to Stillwater and get that done. Yeah, yeah Juba, definitely. Thank you very much for this. Not only are you the most outstanding player in college football, but you also represent. Thanks very much for this. Yeah, thank you guys so much. You know, it's an honor. Thank my parents. Thank God. Thank everyone. Uh, I'm glad to be representing Canada. And, you know, like I said, it's an honor. So thank you. Before we go, let's take a look at how the vote broke down. Uh, as you see, Chase Claypool managed to get one first place vote. So it was not a unanimous sweep in first place for Chuba Hubbard getting 19 of 20 first place votes.
On behalf of Cornish Trophy co-patron David Dubé and myself, we thank you for joining us in this Cornish Trophy presentation.